Welcome to the Living Loved Life. I'm Drew Jarrett along with the Holy Spirit and Pastor Jim Richter, and today we are talking about letting God work. This so much of Scripture is about hiding God's Word in your heart. You are welcome to join us today as we discuss living love to sons and daughters of God the Father and sisters and brothers of His Son, Jesus. If we would spend as much time in God's Word as we do on YouTube, the world would be in a lot better place. In our conversations, we never know where the Holy Spirit might want to lead us as we struggle together while we discover what it means to live love by God. Here and at livinglove.life. You are welcome to walk with us and discover as we do what the Spirit may want to show us maybe for the first time i'm not for spending money you don't need to spend but right i don't have an opinion on it one way or another i want to try to forcibly choose not to have an opinion about it <laughs> I, don't wanna, <laughs> I get myself in trouble with the with god i think in my own life because i i don't know if i just don't listen to him or i don't know how or i don't hear him when he talks i don't know but i i just never know if the things i'm deciding to do are ordained i mean i for a long time decades i would be sure so sure that i'm going in the right direction and gosh things just don't work out and i don't know if that's the enemy against me or i just went the wrong way in the beginning so i'm still confused about that i i try to listen more now take my time yeah 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 this morning, I went for a bike ride in the sun and the fog. That doesn't happen very often where I live. Once the sun comes out, the fog dissipates quickly, but today it stayed for hours after sunup. Went on the bike trail and out, away from civilization. Just heard the crickets, the grasshoppers, and the frogs. Saw the white colors of the fog mist against the dark and stormy sky blues and the muted greens of trees. The blue on blue to white and yellow and green rainbow of the horizon where the sky met, the yellow mustard and the well-watered green grasses of the prairie. How the trail disappeared into the mist. How the sun shone brightly, yet dispersed its glory into every surrounding molecule of water in the air, adding an uncommon color and light to everything it penetrated. The sun was warm, but the air was cool as we biked through the mists. We saw the grapes and apples that need a few more days or weeks even to ripen, but others on the trail may not want to wait, and will pick them prematurely so that others don't get them. And I just had to stop and pray. I tried to release myself into God's care. I wanted Him to provide for me financially, bodily, relationally, in every way. I don't know what I'm doing by turning over my life to God, but I wanted that. I think I wanted that. I prayed that God take care of everything in my life, including finances. I got home and tried to apply for unemployment benefits and was denied. It can't be a coincidence that I just prayed for God to take care of me financially and now I'm not getting more money, I'm getting less. My son says that means that God doesn't want me to put my faith in money. It means that I don't need money. I asked what it does mean then. What do I need? He said it means that I just need him to live. Well, just needing God to live is not part of my plan. So, I guess not giving me this money now is part of his plan of taking care of me financially? That doesn't make sense to me. But, I must have faith in that, 
though I don't want to, and would rather complain and blaspheme and blame God for going back on his word and provision of me by not taking care of me the way I want him to take care of me. Yeah. This so much of scripture is about hiding God's word in your heart. I used to, <laughs> I used to think Psalm 119 was the most boring chapter of the Bible. <laughs> Because it over and over, it's, you know, what we call an acrostic. So it goes through the Hebrew alphabet, which, you know, there's parallels to our alphabet. I don't know how many letters I can recite the Hebrew alphabet for you, but I've never counted how many letters there are. But it goes through each letter, and each section of Psalm 119 is one of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet, and each one is about 10 or 20 verses long. And so Psalm 119 is like 176 verses. (laughs) But it's all about the importance of the Word of God and how it guides us and how it makes us wiser than our enemies. The famous verse, Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. That's the thing. You know, okay, so all this stuff they do with internet technology to keep track of our tastes, our preferences. I've looked at things before on the internet and somehow a message gets back to me and says, hey, did you still want to buy this? I'm like, what? That kind of freaks me out. I don't really like it that you know that much about me. (laughs) But I also think the way that they keep track of people, tastes, preferences, it also is just wrecking our society in terms of polarization. (laughs) If you watch a YouTube video on police brutality, What's going to come up first on your feed the next time you go to YouTube? More videos about police brutality. And so you get all that one side, and it just polarizes people and opinions and stuff. And a lot of people, younger people are better at this. They understand a little bit. But a lot of people over 35, for sure, over 40, they don't realize how the internet is teaching them what to think instead of God. If we would spend as much time in God's word as we do on YouTube, the world would be in a lot better place. And I don't think we can say enough about that. Yeah, if we would just fill our hearts with the word of God and seek his wisdom that way, just think how different our discussions would be, we'd still have discussions. We'd still come at things from wonderfully different perspectives, but it would be, you know, informed and guided by the Holy Spirit and his word. Yeah. I've said before that our life is a house in disrepair. And once we're Christian, we hire Jesus as our general contractor and handyman to come and fix up our life. Only, we want Him to fix up our life as we want Him to do it, as we see fit, as we plan. But Jesus doesn't work that way. If we want His services, part of the deal of working with Him is that we have to give Him total freedom to rebuild us as He sees fit. 
according to his plans for us. If we don't approve of his plans, he just putters around in the yard doing some surface work, some landscaping, that makes us have curb appeal from far away. But when you get up close to the actual property of our real life, you start seeing problems, and as you get closer and walk inside, the news just keeps getting worse because we never allow Jesus to really tackle the foundation and superstructure issues of our lives, never really committing to the hands-on remodel and demolishing of what no longer works, and what we need to keep up with the times that Jesus offers. Jesus, be my designer and general contractor. Keep us on your schedule for the building and renewing. Amen. No matter what we end up talking about when we get together, Discovering truths, applying truth to life, figuring out how life experiences are really growing us, and, though we might have challenged each other, maybe said some hard things, we always seem to walk away from the conversations encouraged because of the fellowship we've shared. Living loved by God is about sharing the life God has given us with Him. Not just knowing about Him in our minds, but also living in a real-time relationship with Him in our five senses. When you share life with Him, Though you may still feel alone, you never really are. You are not alone in your experiences, not alone in your fears. Take this seriously, Jesus says. When two of you get together on anything at all on earth and make a prayer of it, my Father in heaven goes into action. And when two or three of you are together because of me, you can be sure that I'll be there. We have an advocate in Jesus, and his spirit is together with us right now. We call this the living loved life because being confused, asking questions, finding some answers but not every answer, and knowing we're not alone is what living loved by God is all about. You're very welcome to walk with us again anytime, because it can be in the walking out of life together, the struggle, the questioning, the tripping up, the falling down, celebrating each other's victories, sharing each other's joys, sitting with each other in the bomb crater crying with one another in the loss, that life and answers can still sometimes be found, and is all a part of living loved by God. Join us in the living loved life.